In the past several years, Kubernetes has become the de facto standard for orchestrating containerized, stateless applications. Tools such as stateful sets and persistent volumes have helped developers build stateful applications on Kubernetes, but this can quickly become difficult to manage as an application scales. Tasks such as machine learning, distributed AI, and big data analytics often require a distributed application to maintain some sort of state across services. KubeDirector is an open-source controller that helps streamline the deployment and management of complex, stateful, scale-out application clusters on Kubernetes. KubeDirector provides an application-agnostic deployment pattern and enables developers to run non-cloud, stateful applications on Kubernetes without modifying the code. KubeDirector is part of a larger project called Blue K8s, which aims to bring enterprise-level capabilities for distributed stateful applications to Kubernetes. Kartik Mathur is an engineer at HPE Developer, an open-source initiative within Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. HPE is an enterprise contributor to the KubeDirector open-source community. Kartik previously worked as a senior software engineer at Blue Data, which created the KubeDirector project before its acquisition by HPE. Kartik joins the show today to talk about why state is important for big data and machine learning applications, how KubeDirector can help manage the complexity of stateful applications, and what's next for the Blue K8s project as a whole. Kartik, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jeff. We've done many shows on Kubernetes and Kubernetes applications. Can you define the difference between a stateless and a stateful application? Right. So let's dig into an example, right? A stateless is your typical like a web server, which is not carrying an, any state in itself, right? Like a good analogy would be stateless would be like a cattle, right? You can replace one with another, while a stateful is more of a pet, pet right? Having its own character. So it's, it's carrying a state in itself, the services or what's running inside. And what are the difficulties of managing stateful applications? So the difficulty is, you know, for a stateful application, there are interdependencies between the services. You know, if you take an example of Kubernetes in a microservices architecture, if the applications or the services are stateful, they are interdependent. So, you know, the pod migration and stuff becomes extremely complicated because they are stateful, they're carrying state. So you cannot just replace if a host goes down. So that's kind of, you know, it really complicates the orchestration. What are the potential solutions for that? For the stateful, so one of the solutions that we are proposing here is using this operator called Cube Director, right? So an operator is, is like the Kubernetes way of uh, deploying applications. So in a typical world, an application developer would have to write an operator for their application. What we are proposing is like a generic op operator uh, called Cube Director. And with Cube Director, we are trying to take care of these stateful sort of applications using some of the hooks that we provide and some of the metadata, which gives you state of the cluster to handle stateful application. And what we are saying is this is like a generic operator. So any application built on top of Cube Director can be stateful and it can utilize those hooks. Without Cube Director, you would have to write your own sort of operator for your application and kind of duplicate the work across application. So let's say I'm running an application like a large multiplayer game. What kinds of problems could I experience if my if my game is not properly architected in a stateful fashion? Yeah, so for example, the biggest one would be failures, right? 
or or you know if you lose connectivity between services running on different sort of pods so in that case it becomes extremely hard for the game to continue to function if your services or pods are going down if they are stateless then uh, you know you can kubernetes out of the box just bring up the pod on another host but in the stateful if it is backed by some state it becomes extremely complicated to handle those scenarios now let's say i was trying to address this problem with cube director how would the the failures be managed in a way that could be recovered from right so what cube director does it it gives you a some life cycle hooks and second it maintains metadata or the entire cluster view inside every pod you know on kubernetes so uh, and it it is constantly reacting to the change so as your cluster is uh, uh, evolving right or uh, things are very dynamically changing this metadata is constantly upda- updated inside the pods and then we have some life cycle hooks which tells you uh, for a given pod what has happened uh, you know uh, some pod has rebooted or you know somebody is trying to scale out the cluster or somebody is trying to shrink the cluster so how do you Uh, using those hooks, then you can reconfigure your service. That's kind of how we're trying to solve it. Let's take this from a, a top-down view and, and just cover a little bit about what a custom controller actually is before we discuss what Cube Director is doing. Can you explain what a custom controller does? Yeah, so custom controller is uh, is a design pattern uh, which is becoming extremely popular in Kubernetes. world on a very high level it is just constantly watching at a given resource uh, right and as the resource is changing you can it gives you then some hooks so that you know you can react to the change so in the, for an application specific custom controller all that intelligence is baked as part of the custom controller or the whole thing is called as an operator with cube director we have sort of taken care of all the boilerplate things for you right this is one custom controller and then you can build applications on top of this and we uh, abstract a lot of the things tell me a little bit more about the life cycle of what happens with cube director so if i'm you know trying to build an application with cube director how is the custom controller functioning right so with cube director what we are proposing is so in with custom controller there is a thing called uh, you know custom resource right so custom controller basically extends the api extensions of the kubernetes basically it makes your new resource uh, native to kubernetes and then it watches and then it reacts to the change and then you also get the apis to you know query what's happening with your resource So with Cube Director we are proposing a generic kind of a custom resource. So every application will be utilizing or piggybacking on this custom resource. So if you just do a get on this custom resource you get all the applications built using Cube Director. And can you say more about what else I would do with those resources? Okay, so let's say I've got the a cube director instance and i have set it up and and i've got a custom resource what am i doing with those custom resources 
So this custom resource, basically all the expressiveness for a given application is captured in this custom resource. So like, you know, what is the hierarchy for your application? We divided something called as roles, right? So in a complex application, there are a bunch of roles. Uh, and then every role can have one or more kind of pods running within it. So the structure of all your application is kind of in this custom resource way that Cube Directed defines while the application logic is kind of injected by cube director so when when you kind of built an application using this custom resource you tell it what is the orchestration package for it and that is injected by cube director when the pod comes up and that kind of do the actual orchestration or configuration of the services inside Can you generalize to the types of applications that Cube Director would help solve a problem for? So we are trying to solve the problem of uh, sort of legacy kind of uh, application. But in theory, anything that could be containerized, uh, you could convert it into a Cube Director way. So basically, you follow the custom resource or you follow the examples from the catalog, how to define your application, you know, what roles should it be, what role has what services and what is the cardinality for every role. And then basically, you also give the uh, configuration layer to every role, which configures once the pod comes up. So in, in short, uh, you know, the answer is uh, anything that could be containerized, you could create a cube director application out of it. And, and and we have uh, sorry to cut you but uh, we have tried this for most of the legacy application that we had uh, in our catalog prior to cube director like big data applications hadoop spark or database systems and now we are moving with the you know machine learning sort of application with jupyter notebook or training cluster or deployment clusters and what has been your experience using cube director for those big data projects so initially, you know, it was sort of uh, very kind of limiting in terms of uh, what uh, for a stateful application to correctly configure it to even handle day to operations. But with Cube Director, as things are evolving, we are continuing to add new features and new hooks. And with those, you know, we are expanding our catalog of applications. So I think uh, we have kind of uh, stabilized a lot of these legacy applications uh, with with the features that we already have, along with, you know, the new features that we are constantly adding to support legacy as well as microservices kind of applications. You work at HPE. Why did it make sense for Cube Director to come out of HPE? Yeah, that's that's a great question. At HPE, currently, I'm part of a group called Asmiral. Right. So this Asmiral of today, if you uh, if we go a little bit of history, basically two startups that came together, which HPE acquired. One is Blue Data, and the second one is Mapar. And this platform that I work for, Asmiral, was part of the Blue Data platform. And Blue Data was a container orchestration sort of uh, a platform. Platform. So. Basically, we are applying the same knowledge that we kind of gained uh, with our experience at Blue Data and try to port it on top of Kubernetes on uh, Esmeral Container Platform. Uh, and that's how Cube Director came into picture so that we could apply whatever our learnings was to orchestrate these containerized applications on top of Kubernetes. And that's when we started this project uh, and thought, thought of you know, giving it back to the community and open sourced it. 
So you gave the example of these big data projects. There have been other efforts to run Hadoop or Spark on Kubernetes. How does KubeDirector's functionality compare to just the normal versions of, of Hadoop or Spark running on Kubernetes? Right. So if you want to run Hadoop uh, or Spark, you either you know have to write uh, an operator, like I said before, for whatever application or for Spark or for Hadoop. With KubeDirector, we are saying that you don't have to write an operator. Uh, you know, you can utilize KubeDirector, follow you know the custom resource, and then define your application, uh, the Hadoop entire ecosystem, which could be really complex because uh, it it has uh, so many interdependent services. So once you define in in the KubeDirector way of uh, expressing an application. Uh, you get all the benefits of Cube Director without writing an operator. You know, in in an Hadoop, there are so many services. Uh, usually, there are different operators for for different services, and and you can have so many operators to manage, which could be a headache in itself. So, what we are saying that you know you don't need so many operators. You can just utilize Cube Director as one operator and build applications on top of that. And it also gives you a very kind of consistent model because your every application is basically of a type cube cube director app so your clients could be pretty lean yeah that makes a lot of sense now can you talk through the engineering of cube director what were some of the most difficult engineering problems in building it so when we were starting cube director uh, the whole uh, operator concept itself was pretty new the operator sdk which is the sdk required to uh, build an operator was still in its early phase. So we had to go through that learning. And then a lot of the ideas that we had, how to translate that on Kubernetes in an operator way, that was sort of challenges, challenging. And we are not there yet, but we are constantly evolving. And as we are getting more and more contribution, I think uh, we are kind of stabilizing things. It's still not 1.0. So we are still, I would say, in our early phase. But there are a lot of difficult problems that we have solved. And uh, there are a lot of, you know, difficult things that still needs to be solved. So like in, in a dynamic kind of an enterprise environment, you have a lot of these interdependent applications. So we talked about in an application, you have different services which are dependent on each other. You could also have like different applications dependent on each other or connected to each other. So we added features in Cube Director to make that happen so that, you know, if application A uh, depends on something that application B is doing, how to tie them together and then getting more applications in the mix to build sort of a pipeline. And that's what we utilize to build sort of a machine learning pipeline, which we are, you know, constantly evolving by adding new and new Cube Director applications. And so just to emphasize what is the value that you've gotten out of using Cube Director for that machine learning pipeline? One thing is like either you write operators or you bring a Helm chart in that it will become a very heterogeneous sort of environment. With Cube Director, your applications are all, are all of you know one type. So it's easier to you know tie them together and to write clients uh, to that. Also, if you have different operators, it becomes a huge overhead in terms of the resources also to have so many you know, operational pods running and also to keep up with, with these open source operators. 
So with Cube Director, there is only one operator, but your applications can kind of asynchronously change and grow and evolve. So I think uh, this really expedites the process of getting more and more things in the mix. And what programming language was used to build Cube Director? So it is uh, Golang. I think most of the operators are built in Golang. In the initial days, Golang was the only way to write an operator. I think now they have kind of extended that to other languages, but Cube Director is written in Golang. Gotcha. And Cube Director is part of a, a broader open source initiative called Blue K8. Can you elaborate on this initiative and the goals and the current progress? Right. So it's uh, like I said, we are still in the early phase, you know, and Cube Director is sort of the first project, like a serious attempt to eventually take it to some level or even incubate it in CNCF. So in, in that umbrella of project, uh, Cube Director is is the first project and we will we are uh, doing some work on other machine learning uh, specific operators, which we might think of open sourcing in future. So it's still a work in progress and uh, it's a little early to share more details on that right now. Gotcha. So this is part of a, a open source push within HPE. What's the rationale behind the open source involvement within HPE? Right. So the HPE, especially uh, the unit that I work for, Admiral, we we use so many open source projects and we have always thought that, you know, uh, HPE being uh, being a large organization, it's kind of uh, our responsibility as well to give it back to the community because we have been a huge consumer. So there is a strong push from management as well as from engineering teams to do open source contribution along with having our own open source initiative. And Cube Director, when we Blue Data became part of HP, was already there. From HP, we are getting kind of more urgency and energy to take it, you know, to maintain it uh, so that HP can expand, extend its uh, open source footprint. What kinds of limitations have you found with Cube Director? Are there, are there any problems that you'd like to solve that it hasn't been able to solve quite yet? Yeah, there, there are quite a few, actually. So with Cube Director, what we are saying is we are trying to, you know, hit the sweet spot. Uh, we are not saying that just use Cube Director and don't use any other operator. It would not have everything that a, a native operator for an application would have. But with Cube Director, you could kind of simplify a lot of things. So, so we are trying to hit kind of the uh, sweet spot, you know, rather than going to one of the extreme. So I would say like one extreme is a very kind of a limiting helm chart sort of a thing, which is very static or writing a whole full-blown operator for an application. With Cube Director for a lot of application, you don't need either of the two. So that's kind of the middle ground as a good starting point to build a Cube Director applications. Also in terms of learning, right? Once you have built few Cube Director application to onboard new application, it's not very hard for, for a team or for an enterprise. Uh, in terms of what remains to be done, well, there are plenty, right? Uh, I come from Blue Data, where we had our own uh, container platform, and there are a lot of features which we had uh, outside of Kubernetes in our own container platform that are not there, along with a lot of these things that we would like to tighten up or fix, like, you know, uh, we are still trying to find a solution for encrypting secrets, you know, applying placement constraints or, or policies, for role also in the security is, is, is a huge kind of aspect that we are trying to tighten up. 
So, you know, getting some service mesh so that applications can use it. So we are working on all those things right now. So it's 2021. Give me your perspective on the Kubernetes ecosystem as a whole. What are the uh, problems that remain unsolved in the Kubernetes ecosystem? Right. So Kubernetes, I think, although it it has gained a lot of popularity, it's still, you know, a very, very complex thing for, for the consumer. Somebody, it's an intimidating task to switch or migrate your legacy application on Kubernetes. And, and a Kube director is, uh, is an effort in that direction to sort of abstract a lot of uh, these, uh, you know, complicated things that Kubernetes exposes. So... Kubernetes basically gives you a lot of hooks and with uh, with proper understanding, uh, you can do a lot. But I think there is still a huge gap uh, for, for a consumer versus, you know, what Kubernetes exposes. And I think uh, that's where the world will move in next maybe a year or two to simplify things, right? There are so many things available and there are so many overlapping things available. Uh, uh, understanding of things, I think, will will take some time. Now, as far as HPE, you have lots of, I guess, clients that have been around for a long time before Kubernetes. And how are these legacy clients adopting Kubernetes? How aggressively are they ad- adopting it? Yeah, so I think it is becoming kind of a de facto container platform for a lot of the customers. So we are definitely sensing that. And, and that's when kind of we also embrace Kubernetes because we already had our own container platform and there was a long debate internally whether to, you know, uh, take or uh, fully stand behind Kubernetes or continue to support our platform. And I think it's now established that most of the c- customers are either thinking about Kubernetes today or, you know, in long term will be going in that direction. So lot of customers have already started POCs or trying things out internally in their data centers. And some customers are even thinking of productionalizing their workload on Kubernetes. So it is, I think we are definitely seeing uh, it becoming a mainstream, you know, in the data center container orchestration platform. And are they having, are those, those clients, are they having trouble migrating to Kubernetes or figuring out how and when to adopt it? Yes, definitely. So migration uh, path is extremely, extremely intimidating, especially for large kind of customers, some of huge banks that we have. It's it's a non-trivial to whatever they have been doing. There are a lot of legacy applications, plus all the work that have been done to port it on Kubernetes. So it's a challenging thing, but uh, I think they have already started planning in that direction. And that's why projects like Cube Director kind of helps them because it simplifies a lot of things. Also, like for for our legacy customers who have, you know, used uh, the Blue Data platform, the experience uh, that they get when they build the Cube Director application, because a lot of the naming conventions and how things are done, we have kind of retained the same. It's it's really, you know, helpful for them to map it for what was happening uh, with the application when it was not running on Kubernetes versus if they build the same application using Kube Director on Kubernetes, they get similar experience. So that's why uh, we are getting kind of good feedback there. Gotcha. And what else have you learned from working with those large legacy enterprises about 
what they're doing and the struggles that they're having in terms of modernizing? So it's, I think there are struggles at every level, right? Uh, so when you have to bring some something like Kubernetes in the mix, uh, there are so many uh, different sort of personas that gets involved. There is your infrastructure, you know, hardcore data center sort of team. There are data scientists, there are software engineers, uh, you know. So it's basically re-architecting a lot of things. And without Cube Director, uh, if you have to convert a legacy application into a microservices-based architecture, I think that's a huge undertaking. Uh, with Cube Director, we, what we are, we, are, we, are, we are saying is, you know, your legacy application can be containerized, but you don't have to really make it and like exact like how a microservices system should be. So in 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 a Cube Director based cluster pod, you we still encourage running multiple services, um, and and we give some hooks for those services to be talking to each other. So coming back to Cube Director. How does Cube Director compare to other custom controller implementations that you've seen in the ecosystem? So Cube Director, like it is one of the custom controller, right? But in the ecosystem, one custom controller is tied to an application specific customer resource. With Cube Director custom controller, since it is more generic, we cannot add application specific intelligence as part of that. And that's where our challenge is, like how to make it so that it remains sort of generic while also the application can inject its own sort of intelligence uh, and to keep providing that hooks is kind of a, a very challenging piece for us to, you know, have it like as a base, as a, you know, generic base for all the applications. Gotcha. So you've had to keep it very abstract. Very abstract, correct. So even the custom resource, right? So many times it's it, it's like we feel that, you know, if just we add this particular flag, it would drastically simplify things for, for a given application. But does that flag make sense for, for another type of application? If it doesn't, then we usually don't do it. And then that's where we have to brainstorm more uh, that how to, you know, solve those kind of problems. So that's why with Cube Director. What we are seeing is, you know, you cannot replace a full-fledged all the operators in your data center, but but lot could be replaced. Cube Director has uh, a number of hooks for day two operations. Can you explain what those hooks for day two operations are? Right. So in Cube Director, the application level intelligence is injected inside the pod once the application pod comes up, right? So the Cube Director on top of that also gives you some data hooks, like uh, if the cluster is scaling out, if a new pod is being added, right? In a stateless kind of an environment, it doesn't really mean for the existing running services. But, but in a stateful world, if a new pod is added, there is a possibility that a service running in some other pod needs to be reconfigured or needs to know about that. So in, in those scenarios, Cube Director calls these lifecycle hooks that, okay, a new pod of this type is being added. And then the application developer can write their orchestration code based on what's happening there. You know, similarly, if you're scaling down, there are features where you can connect multiple applications together 
So, you know, if there is any change in those applications, a given application, they can be, you know, made aware of those change and then they can uh, reconfigure themselves accordingly. Those are the lifecycle hooks. Uh, and I think they're really powerful in giving this kind of a day to solving the day to problem. And there's also this continuous validation of resources. So my app, once it's been deployed and it's going to get continuously validated by Cube Director, it's going to be continually watched and the resource definition is going to be continually enforced. Can you talk more about the the continuous validation of resources and what role that plays? That's sort of the uh, operator design pattern, right? The reconciler pattern where where you give a given spec and the reconciler basically tries to keep you to that spec. So if there is any change, it reacts uh, and try to bring you back to the spec. Along with that, there are also, you know, uh, validation web hooks that are in place. So, you know, while defining your custom resource, you can define that I want this to be of type that or this. So Kubernetes uh, inherently gives a lot of validation out of the box. But on top of that, if you want to add more validation, we have these validation web hooks using which you can add more validation logic for a given application. Are there any bugs that you've had to overcome with KubeDirector around like crash loops and, and you know, problems with, 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 not being able to adhere to the recovery state properly. If you're looking for some specific examples, uh, can't think of any, but those kind of things are kind of uh, common uh, uh, outside of Cube Director in the Kubernetes world itself, where your pod goes into uh, crash loopback states. Sometimes if your or your uh, cluster is air-gapped, you cannot pull those images that your application is asking for and, and, and those kind of things. Mm, yeah, those are the ones I can think of right now. Gotcha. So if we zoom out again and think about the, the Kubernetes ecosystem as a whole, do you think people are going to be managing Kubernetes clusters in, in five or 10 years? Or do you think there'll be some higher level abstraction that they'll be managing things with or, or relying on a cloud provider to have a managed Kubernetes piece. Right. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So it's it's a huge undertaking to manage a Kubernetes cluster. And, and I definitely feel that in a large organization, there won't be just one, but multiple Kubernetes clusters of you know different versions. So it will definitely be very hard to manage them individually. So definitely there, there should be some abstraction or some layer on top of that. And as we are seeing, definitely one of the cloud providers would come up with a service like that. Or what we are doing at HPE with the Esmeralda platform, where we deploy the Kubernetes cluster and manage it. And you can have as many Kubernetes cluster as you want. So there will be uh, this uh, abstraction or this management control plane, similar to what we had for containers, there will be one for for Kubernetes itself. And uh, the HP Esmeral container platform is sort of in that space. Are there other projects within HPE that you'd like to see around Kubernetes evolve? 
there are a lot of promising projects you know there is a project by uh, uh, spiffy and spire i think that's already incubated in cncf it's one of the most popular one i definitely see that picking up more and more we might even integrate you know when once we take the identity based authentication approach for web director applications to integrate that project but that is one project that that i definitely see getting more momentum in coming days uh, along with that the other work that is being done in the machine learning space where we, uh, we are working on writing operators for model management model ma- monitoring i think those would also be once they are incubated they'll be popular and what are the other open source projects outside of hpe that you're excited about well there are a lot so currently at hpe i'm part of uh, the team which is building ml ops solution so there are a lot of promising projects uh, in in the ml space that are coming that are building solutions on top of uh, kubernetes one of the very popular one is obviously kubeflow and that has an entire ecosystem of projects around it to me it is very similar to what hadoop was uh, so in that space itself there is you know selden argo there there is uh, uh, airflow i think all of those would be very popular and would be uh, used extensively as the world is moving more in the ml direction what do you find so exciting about about kubeflow so kubeflow basically it gives you an end to end sort of kind of a solution for a data scientist agreed that it is extremely complex but the problem it is trying to solve itself uh, is is pretty complex and you know as uh, it, it is uh, getting more and more projects it takes uh, it solves the problem right from getting your jupyter notebook to run your training algorithms to deploying using selden and also it has hooks to do security to do rbacks i think it's a pretty solid solution and uh, we definitely have it Uh, in our ml ops uh, ecosystem do you see cube director playing a wider role in the kubernetes ecosystem you, you touched on a a few other projects in in the ecosystem but in what way do you see cube director playing a role in the ecosystem as a whole i think cube director shines because of its simplicity i mentioned kubeflow uh, so lot of things that kubeflow we tr- we attempted to solve similar problem by building cube director applications and we were successful to some extent so i definitely feel the simplicity of cube director will be appreciated once people are serious about kubernetes with you know complex set of uh, legacy as well as these new microservices based application with cube director you can really streamline your security by having a consistent rbac control by having a consistent layer of custom resources you know and all the infrastructure pieces that you would need for any operator or any application you know like encryption of your secrets policy for your scaling i think if it is handled by one piece then i think it would be really powerful and how how big is the team working on cube director right now so it since it's an open source initiative uh, we do see contributions uh, from different teams also uh, there are some contributions from outside of the team so there there are like at least 5 6 engineers which are spending majority of their time 
either building Cube Director applications or uh, enhancing Cube Director infrastructure. But we are kind of pushing for getting more and more contribution contributions internally and also from the open source community. How do you see the project evolving in the next year or so? So I think the project is gaining momentum uh, since we started adding the machine learning based applications with the Jupyter, with, uh, with MLflow, with a feature store. I think it would be very popular for people trying to deploy machine learning based solution on Kubernetes, especially, uh, you know, to to, to be able to understand everything that Kubeflow provides on day one is extremely intimidating. So Kube Director, I think, will be uh, very handy uh, in the machine learning space because of the catalog of uh, applications it already brings, plus the new application that you can easily onboard. Along with it abstracts all the infrastructure, Kubernetes infrastructure sort of things for you. So I think that's where Kube Director would be handy. So just to be clear, the value to that machine learning community is that KubeDirector is going to help with the recovery and resilience of stateful machine learning applications. Yes, uh, and also to onboard new applications. If you have any legacy uh, application that your machine learning application needs to talk to, uh, I think Cube Director gives you necessary features and hooks to make that happen and to build a pipeline uh, and to build a very dynamic sort of system which is constantly evolving. So it could act as a central piece for those applications or those pipelines. Do you see any other outstanding problems in the intersection of the machine learning space and the Kubernetes space? So in the machine learning and Kubernetes, like... I think uh, the whole uh, area around uh, you know monitoring of your model and management of your model. So people have sort of uh, written frameworks to do it, but to deploy them on Kubernetes is not there yet. So I think that migration would have to happen. So that is the inter- uh, you know uh, intersection. I think where on Kubernetes you do have monitoring for your uh, resources and for every other thing. But what's happening to your model, those kind of monitoring, I think, will be happening in next few years. Fascinating. Do you yourself spend any time building machine learning applications? Yes, I do. If I'm not able to contribute, at least I am very active uh, reviewing the PR or going through the issue list uh, that uh, open source community is adding. And then, uh, you know, brainstorming. Uh, it's, it's really exciting for me to brainstorm the problems that we, we could solve using Cube Director. So definitely I'm very active. Well, Kartik, I'd love to close off by getting your thoughts on the future. Do you have any perspective on how infrastructure is changing or machine learning applications or Kubernetes? Any insights on the future that we haven't covered quite yet? I think we touched on a lot of things and this is this is an extremely, I think it's a new, new kind of stream of science uh, that will evolve because everything will be, will have some sort of a machine learning aspect. Uh, if, if you look at last uh, decade, I think it was all about storing 
uh, and managing your data and data crunching, data processing. I think going forward, uh, how to make use of that will be what the machine learning would be doing for, for I think, all aspects of software. Okay. Well, Kartik, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thanks a lot, Jeff.